This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back, mother lovers. I am Josh. This is John, and we are Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn how I met your mother podcast on the interwebs in the whole damn world. Okay, maybe some guy in his basement who records it for himself. Still better than that. And we are here for the season one finale. John, how are you? And are you excited? I'm a I, I am pretty excited to bring season one to a wrap. Yeah. Um, a little sad at the same time because this episode sure. sucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the episode sucks. I think it's just it. Uh, no, it, no. This episode builds up my hopes and dreams, and then <laughs> rips it like Marshall whipping into a lobster and dunking it in butter sauce. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think maybe we should just rip that bandaid off and get right in. Season 1, episode 22, Come On. Come On! Which uh, aired on May 15th of 2006, directed, again, by Pamela Fryman, written by Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. Of course, finishing (laughs) off. Uh, Summary for this episode, Ted makes a final attempt to win Robin's heart. Marshall and Lily's relationship is in jeopardy. Uh, it's a very simple summary, but uh, leaves out a lot of nuance to what's going on in this episode. Which we're I mean, about to talk it's about. really funny because that's such a, a very simplification of like this episode. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe uh, uh, what I'm thinking is maybe for for next season and on, I might make my own summaries. We'll see. We'll see how Ooh. I feel. About it. We'll see how I feel about it. If I'm feeling frisky about it. <laughs> All right, so we start the episode off. Future Ted opening it up, saying, it's May of 2006, and everything is about to change. And boy, John, was he right. Everything is about to change. Uh, At the bar, Ted is asking everyone's opinion on him going after Robin again. Uh, Now, I'll be honest, I don't understand why he even bothers asking. He he knows what what they're going to say. I was going to say, he knows what they're going to say, and he knows he's not going to give two shits what they say. Exactly. So, like, I feel like there's no point uh, in him in him kind of trying to explain his reasonings. Um, he kind of talks a bit about, like, how uh, he's just going to let the universe do its thing, you know? And then Barney slaps him in the face. He's like, oh, that wasn't me, man. That was the universe. I thought that was I mean, you know, universe. <laughs> Universe, because uh, the whole universe thing kind of like plays throughout the episode. 
Okay. It does. Uh, the one thing that makes me laugh about this conversation right here, though, is uh, Marshall makes the comment, unless your uh, love life is what the center of our universe is based on. And then he's like, whoa, chills. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because that is exactly what the center of their universe is built on. How I Met Your Mother is built around Ted Mosby's dating life. Yeah. And it's just a very funny, simple throwaway line that if you're not paying attention to it, you don't yeah. think about it. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. It's uh, it definitely is, and uh, yeah, I think it was a good a good way for the the, the creators to kind of poke fun at, at, at themselves a little bit. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, so a future Ted reveals that there's a big storm coming. The universe had had a little little something in store for him. There's a big giant storm coming. We flash over to Metro News One, where uh, a weatherman who happens to be Vampire Lou, just not dressed up as vampire here, uh, and he's talking about how this big storm is coming in. And then uh, Robin and Sandy are on the desk, and they're closing out their broadcast, and they mention uh, that the rain means that the Metro News One camping trip has officially been canceled. And uh, after they go off air, Sandy uh, propositions Robin for sex again. Like Uh, straight out, though, not even like no sugarcoating, no like innuendos, just straight like we should have sex. Yeah. Uh, And Robin, uh, you know, she said, you know, she shoots him down. But in that scene, she says some bitch. Did you Ah. catch that? Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. It's, I can't remember what the exact line was, but uh, I think it was like she's talking about how um, do I have to uh, pull out? Do I have to pull out the whole I don't date coworkers thing again? She's like, do I have to? I think she says like, do I have to pull that some bitch out again or something like that? But I'm like, that's something that later on Lily uses a lot. Oh, yeah. is, is the phrase some bitch, which is some it, bitch. and it gets. All the way to the to the end of the series. Well, yeah, because um, that's the cookies too. Yeah, yeah. Some and, bitches. Some bitches. So I just I thought that was hilarious that that specific way of saying that was brought up in season one, and it was Robin who starts it. True. I, I think it's I don't think I actually really thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that I find that in uh, in not just in this show but other shows like things that you think of uh, as like very character specific, a lot of times start from other characters. Yeah. Like, um, like this is, this is not how I met your mother, but in scrubs, for instance, the very first Eagle is not with JD and Turk. It's with JD and, uh, Brendan Fraser's character, yes. which yeah. I think is hilarious. It's become a JD and Turk thing. But like it didn't even start there, so I think true. You know, I I love when we get stuff like that, and and this is is one of the, it's a lot smaller, but it's definitely uh, one example uh, of that. So we get uh, back to the bar, uh, and Ted says he's gonna do one more big thing to get her, one big giant fucking thing, and uh, he's got a good plan. I, I gotta say. Uh, after Marshall asks what Ted could possibly do that would outdo the blue French horn stunt that, uh, that he did at the, in the pilot, we flash over to Robin's apartment where Ted is there. 
with a string quartet, all of whom have blue instruments. Yeah. And, and like roses everywhere. And uh, we do find out later on that there's apparently cho- a bunch of chocolates too. I don't think I didn't look close enough to see if I could see chocolate boxes, but I'm, apparently I'm pretty sure they're on the table next to where her keys are sitting. Okay, that would make sense. But here's the thing, though. Again, though, he spent all that money in the last episode. Yeah, and yeah. Then he got her flowers, chocolates. <laughs> yeah, like even if he didn't pay for the quartet, like even if it was just the the promise of pizza, he still had to buy dozens and dozens of roses, and those shits ain't cheap. No, no, they're yeah. not. They are not cheap. He spent hundreds of dollars on flowers. So it's like, where are you getting all this money, dude? Where I don't... am I going wrong in my life that I don't have this kind of money to just be blown on people? Maybe he's like, uh, maybe he's, you know, selling crack on the corner or something. I don't know. I don't know, man. Or it would probably be more likely because, you know, he's like an architect, probably knows some like kind of fancier people. It's probably like more like cocaine. Probably. You know, like straight up. I could throw that. Throwing some bags of powder around, you know that's how he that's how he do. Uh, do Yeah. Uh, So then Robin approaches the apartment, but then she realizes she left her keys inside and she's locked out. So she calls Lily uh, about her spare key, which Lily gave to Ted to pull off this whole stunt. Uh, And Lily suggests just knock. Yeah. Knock. And I love Robin. She's like, my dogs aren't that good. Yeah. The dogs aren't that smart, Lily. Come on. Uh, but before that happens, uh, we see Marshall come out of the bedroom. He heads over to... Yeah, uh, the, he comes in from outside. He oh, was he outside? Okay, I just I, I just remember kind of, kind of coming in, um, in into the room. Uh, and he you know, plays a message on the answering machine. Answering machine, you know, kids, it's like voicemail, but it's a separate machine. <laughs> it's a separate machine for what's called a landline phone. Yep. I know it's it's got it's got wires and shit. Yeah, I know you're confused. You know, go cuddle up with a teddy bear and, and <laughs> deal with it. I don't know what to tell you. You know, things were different when we were younger. Just saying. <laughs> fifteen years ago, man. Wow, it's been fifteen years. Yeah, that's crazy. Since yep. since this episode, yeah, fifteen years. Uh, anyways, back on track. Uh, he hits play, and it is a message to Lily uh, about the art fellowship in San Francisco. Uh, and the lady is saying that uh, she was approved because, like we said in the last episode, Lily you know, essentially tells Ted that she got it. At least that's what we're meant to to believe. You know, that's what they're leading us to believe in that episode is that she got the fellowship and that she's just not going to take it. Uh, but then we find out here that she's now officially getting. The, you know, the fellowship. Yeah. So who knows what she was actually trying to say? I don't know. I think it's just that it went well. Uh, so she, she got it and, and, and he's confused. He doesn't really understand what that means. He's not like, he doesn't seem suspicious. He's just like, you know, what fellowship or, you know, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and so, uh, Lily's just, you know, she's cause she's still on the phone with Robin. She's just like, just knock. And then hangs up because she has to deal with this. Oh, yeah, she does. Uh, so we, we go back to Robin. And so she's like, okay, I'll, I'll knock. And she knocks on the door. And Ted opens it. Roses in hand. Quartet playing. And he just he lays it all out on the line for her, man. He's crazy for her. And he wants to give this a shot. You know, and Robin is like, she's so like, 
she's thrown off. She's confused and shocked. She, she doesn't know what's going on. And she's unsure. She doesn't know quite how to respond. Uh, and so she she winds up going to the bathroom. She has to she has to pee. Uh, and Ted's talking to the musicians about the pizza a little bit, which is funny. You know, the one dude, he's like, you know, man, I thought you said we were gonna get pizza. There was supposed to be pizza. And he's like, we'll get the pizza. <laughs> we'll get the pizza. We're not getting pizza. <laughs> and and I'll be honest, I don't think they ever got the pizza. Probably not. I you thought know, about that. I was like, they probably did not. Because they, ru- they like, rushed them outside after she comes back. Yeah. And we, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, so when she finally comes back from the bathroom, uh, they send, it. like you said, they send that quartet out and they just start talking. Yep. But, Ro- but we never see the quartet again. And because why is they that? Probably fucking starved to death. <laughs> <laughs> they never got their pizza. They never got the pizza. Maybe they got so like hard up for pizza that they went and robbed a pizza shop and got it, and they are all sitting in prison now. Maybe you never know. I can see that. You know, life. That dude life, was really jonesing for that pizza, man. He was, man. And life takes you in strange, uh, strange <laughs> turns. Just saying. Oh man, life. Life is strange that way. Uh, so Robin is is she's worried about ruining the relationship that they have, the friendship that they have, uh, and she also reveals that the previously canceled camping trip is now back on. According and, and according to Weatherman Lou, the storm is now heading from uh, heading back from uh, or sorry is is heading away from the city and out into the ocean, and so uh, the whole camping trip thing is going to happen. And Ted, he he's real. He's he's not happy about all this. He you know? kind of goes into a slight dick mode with this, though. He does, man. Because she's like, you know, like I'm still gonna go on this camping trip, and he instantly attacks her, and he's like, he's like, you're gonna go still, and she's yeah. like, well, yeah, and he's like, and you're gonna go with with um Sandy, Sandy. Yeah. and she's like, well, yeah, and he's like, you're gonna sleep with him. She's like, I don't know, and he's like, Yes, you are. And she's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He like, really, he really gets, yeah, like you said, dickish on, on her. Yeah, it's a dick um, move, man. Like yeah. you have no say in who she messes around with. Yeah. Uh, during this, we in the midst of all this, we get a, a scene from uh, Inside Metro News One, uh, where we get the reveal that Sandy Rivers is leaving the, the station. He got a job at CNN. And he told Robin that uh, he suggested her for the lead anchor spot and that they're going to be announcing that uh, soon. So uh, that is what kind of prompts her to warm up toward him more and, and accept the, the date that he asked her on before. And, and that's why she's, she's telling Ted, you know, that she doesn't know what's going to happen, but she's, she's doing this because she... She feels like she has to move on with her own life. You know what I mean? In, in yeah. a way, even if because she, she doesn't think things are going to happen there. Because deep down, she still loves Ted. She wants to be with Ted, but she doesn't think anything's actually going to happen, and that th- she doesn't think they could actually be together. Especially after the you know what we saw in the van trip from the last oh, episode. You know, he's talking about this perfect girl. You know how he wants kids and wants to get married. And she flat out says, I don't want kids. 
know? Yeah. And I so, mean, like, not to mention all the shit they have with Victoria probably still winning in there. And yeah, and so it's like, just because she may have feelings for him doesn't mean she's going to let herself get hurt in the end True. if she thinks it's not going to work out in the end. So, uh, so Ted says that he needs an answer. And she is, he, he says that she is too afraid to live in the real world. And that uh, it, if it's not a yes, then it's a no. And that there's essentially that there's no maybe, there's no I don't knows. And she can't say yes because she doesn't know. And, and for Ted, that means it's a no. And he's just, he's done. You know, at least we think at this moment yeah. that he, he is done. Uh, then we go, for all of five minutes. Not even for like five seconds because literally right after this, we go back to the bar and the gang is trying to console Ted. And Ted's like, no, I'm not done. You know, we're still gonna jump on his shit, and I'm so glad they do because, like, they're like, you said all you wanted was to know, and you were done. And he's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna make it rain. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do something. Uh, <laughs> so he he him and Barney go up to the bar, uh, and at the bar, uh, Barney he's he's trying to tell him. You know that it's it's over. You know he he's you know she's gonna hook up with Sandy, and only an act of God is gonna stop this. <laughs> and that's where Ted's like, if an act of God is what it takes, then an act of God is what it's gonna. He's what he's gonna give. I don't think making it rain is an act of God, though. I mean, technically, that's what it's considered, like flooding and stuff uh, is like insurance wise is what they call it, quote unquote, act of God. <coughs> things like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, while him and Barney are, are up at the bar, Lily and Marshall uh, hit unpause on a fight that they're having uh, about <laughs> the fellowship. This is where we learn about the whole pause thing. I don't honestly remember if they bring that up ever again in the series. What, do they the do pause fights later on? Dude, all the time. Remember they okay. do the, the pause during like the there's the multiple fight episode where, like, there's, like... Oh, yeah! Where, like, we start seeing them all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. do pause all that's the right. time, but they do it so nonchalantly. Yeah, that's what I'm just like, I can't even remember. Out. It doesn't stick out, I think, is why, what it is. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. If I can ever get myself into another decent relationship, I'm going to bring the pause theory in. Yeah. Where, like, it has to be a really good reason to pause, though. Yeah, like they do the pause because they're hungry at one point, and I'm like, that's a great use of the pause. And then there's another one later on where even Marshall says it's a great yes. use of the pause. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they they unpause on a fight that they're having about the fellowship. She claims that she was never gonna take it, you know, and we all know that this is bullshit, you know. <laughs> she sits here and she tries to make excuses just like Ted throughout all the stuff that he does. She tries to make excuses as to why she went ahead and did it in the first place, you know, and and, I was never going to take it. Well, like it, no, like you, I feel like he shouldn't need to know that you could get it. You already did Paris. We talked about that in the last episode. She already did Paris. Why do you need to know that you could get this one then? Why don't if you need that validation, why don't you see if you can find one close by that where if you end up wanting it, you could do it. Well, not like, trying to jump 
too far ahead in the future of things to come anyway. But she does this fellowship. Yeah. And then she ends up not even uh, like fulfilling it. She doesn't even stay the whole time. Yeah. Because she's no good. Yeah. But then she continues to paint anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. She likes painting and shit. But I'm like, you almost risked your marriage for this. You threw away like nine years of dating somebody to do this. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 cuz it's funny to me because there's another show that did a very similar storyline and that's The Office. You know, Pam goes to to New York and does and she spends like 3 months out there yeah doing yeah. this thing this graphic design thing. But her and Jim talked about it. You know, it wasn't just like boom, I'm doing this. Bye, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's the difference. Lily was too uh, I don't think Marshall would have necessarily stopped her if it was something she really really wanted to do I know? don't think had there been communication about it Marshall would have stopped her at all yeah Marshall Not- would have been understanding because that's the person he is yeah and that is definitely the person he becomes yeah. but this was all done behind his back yeah and he even makes a comment <laughs> later on where he's like well, I don't know. You know, there's just this thing coming up in a couple months, like our wedding. He's like, I thought you might actually want to be there. Yeah. And honestly, the way he says it is like, I don't want to say he's being an asshole. He's aggressive about it. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that at that thing. stage, he has he has the right to be oh, pit, kind absolutely. of an asshole and be pissed off because of all of what, what she did here. Absolutely. And I'm not yeah. even arguing that. Yeah. I'm just saying like, it just shows that it, it really hurts him. Like, yeah, you know, like Marshall and Lily, like you said, they've been together since like the pretty much the first week of college. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's... they survived Paris. They could have survived San Francisco. Yeah, I, I agree. And like, yeah, it ran. It, it bumped up to the wedding or whatever. You know, it overlapped. And like, if this was a thing that she truly, truly wanted. I feel like Marshall would have been okay postponing the wedding, like pushing it back, finding a new like. Yes, they wouldn't have the Van Smoot house. Okay, I mean they wind up not having it anyways because they don't say, have they the wedding there anyway. So like they could have just pushed it back, found a new place. She could have done her thing, and things would have been okay. You know they would have survived. There's yep. they you know we thought at least that they were a stronger couple than they were back in college. But, I mean, she's obviously having issues. But if she had just talked to him about it, I don't think any of it, I don't any of it would have happened. But Yeah. No, I agree. I don't know. Uh, any, anywho. Uh, <laughs> so, Ted decides he's going to make it rain, like you said. And he tells Barney that, to call a girl that he used to hook up with who studied Native American culture so that she can teach him a rain dance. And uh, Barney slaps him again. We saw that uh, in in uh, the last episode uh, where Barney slaps him in the face. It, this is kind of becoming a, a re- regular thing. And it's funny because it's like not far. Because I think it's episode nine of season two is the slap bet. So it's not that far away 
that the slap bet happens. And, nope. and, slap and that's what I said. Like this thing. episode, like they open it up with like the whole Destiny talk and shit, and bam. Yeah. Destiny, sorry. Yeah. Know, or that was the last episode. No, that was the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, still though. But like, then we get you know, a slap here, you know? So like they're they're introducing the slaps. And I'm wondering if they had the plan for the slap bet thing and they're just like, we're introducing these slaps to kind of get people used to it, maybe? Yeah. Or it was just would. coincidence. I don't know. Either way, it's funny <laughs> when Ted gets slapped. <laughs> uh, and so we flash over to uh, a library where Ted and Barney are with this girl. Her name is Penelope. And she's played by Amy Acker. For those of you who don't know, Amy Acker uh, was on the show Angel. She was also on the show Dollhouse. Uh, and this me- this means that there are four Joss Whedon uh, actors in this episode alone. We got, obviously, Allison Hannigan, who was in Buffy, and Neil Patrick Harris, who's in Dr. Horrible. But then Alexis Denisoff, who plays Sandy Rivers, was on both Buffy and Angel. And now Amy Acker, who was in Angel. So it was whole, like a reunion for them. Yeah, just keeping it in the family, man. I, right. think, it's, I think it's really cool. Uh, and this girl is angry with Barney. Uh, she yeah. does not want to help. You know, he, they they apparently slept together twice, and he never called her. There's some stuff about uh her mom. Yeah, apparently, he hits on her mom. He's yeah. like, we weren't exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, it is Barney. So <laughs> I think it's kind of funny though that she mentions though that they've slept together twice. Because that's kind of a break in Barney's character. Yeah. Well, He's I mean, later on it is. You know what I mean? We don't know that yet. True. Yeah. And it's, that's the thing. Like, There's stuff in this season that kind of contradicts what Barney's character is later on. The whole driving thing that we talked about in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, and now, and, and then this. And there's been other things as well. But yeah, it's it's definitely him sleeping with the same girl twice is not something that happens uh, very uh, often at all. No, it no, does happen know. another time in this season, though. Yes. Remember the bridesmaid? Yes. He calls her up, and he's like, oh, yeah, you want to get together again yeah. after that? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's like, yeah, well, I'm not shipping out until tomorrow. Yeah. Until <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so like, it does happen a few times. Uh, I ain't going to be able season. to make boxy boxy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, in general, that's a thing that he doesn't typically do later on. Yeah, no, uh, not show. at all. Uh, so Ted tries to appeal to, like, her romantic side, you know, because he's doing this for a girl uh, and all this stuff. And she eventually agrees because, uh, you know, she she doesn't like Barney and she doesn't, uh, you know, want – I don't know. She, she's just – she eventually agrees to it because – essentially because – of how much she does not like Barney. Well, yeah, because she asked uh, when he starts talking about like the girl. Yeah, he says like she's gonna Sandy. end up with the wrong guy. Yeah, and she's like, "Is is she, is he stupid like Barney?" And he's like, "Yeah, yes." <laughs> and she's like, "I'll do it." Yeah, yeah, because she doesn't want she you know she doesn't want this girl to be with someone that's like Barney, which I get. Can't say totally. it my own. Yeah. So then uh, we're we're up on the roof. I'm assuming this is just the roof to their apartment. Um, I, I, I assume, because I don't know what other roof they would have access to. I don't know, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's their roof. Yeah. And uh, she starts showing Ted how to do a rain dance. Yeah, <laughs> he, he gets started. Uh, so we flip over to Robin. She's at the vet. Her dog apparently ate a bunch of the chocolate that Ted uh, brought yeah. for her. 
And uh, she's talking to the vet about Ted and what he did. And she's like, you know, like what kind of guy does that? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Right. And she's like, yeah, what kind of guy does that? She's like, no guy does that. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, exactly. And she's like, no, 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 Robin, no one does that. No. And, and she's right. Ted has always been a big moment kind of guy. And we see that throughout the series. Now, not to not to sidetrack too much off of this conversation, but you ever done anything big? I don't know for a fact you have. Have I? Yep. I'm trying to remember. What did I do that was big? (laughs) You remember the time you learned how to make sushi? Oh yeah, I did, dude. That was that was a big gesture. Might not have been like string quartet, but I mean, yeah. I was like, I don't think I've done anything Ted Mosby big, you know, like that or like the the two minute date or the what was the other one? The um, because he sings a little song about it. It was like the ultimate date one. Oh, the super date. Super date. That's what it was. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. Date. Super but that date. That wasn't for him though. That's for Barney and uh, no, but he sets it. But it's his sure. idea. You know what true. I mean? He has a lot of big, big ideas when it comes to relationship stuff. I mean, um, I can name off a couple of things you and I have done. Uh, there's definitely the sushi. Uh, there was the night me and you did the one month anniversary with, uh, each other. Well, it wasn't for each other. Let me rephrase that. Uh, it was when we were dating Sarah and Mary and we did like the big double date that we all got dressed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've definitely done big gestures before that are like, it was blowing my face, but yeah, 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 that happens. But, uh, you know. Big gestures. That's 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 Ted's thing, <laughs> and uh, and and the, this vet, she, she you know what she says, it kind of gets Robin thinking, you know. It, I think it starts, it primes her for for what's to come later on. I it, do it, believe so. It makes her think about, well, yeah, you know, nobody would do, nobody but Ted Mosby would do something that, yeah, it may be crazy, but it's it's that's him. <laughs> well, know, I mean, crazy. you see it all throughout the series, like season. Mm-hmm. Season eight, when Robin finds out she can't have kids, or it might it, be seven. Yeah, it, it's somewhere. It's somewhere. There's right. the big Christmas episode. Yeah, and like she walks into the apartment, and he's got all the lights rigged up to Highway to Hell. Yeah, and he's like, because the the big argument there is like it's not his job to cheer her up, and she walks in and it goes, and he comes out from behind her, and he's like, yes, it is. Yeah. And she gives him the big hug. And it's like when she finds out she can't have kids and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's his thing, though. Ted always goes big. Yeah. And, like, Ted's a horrible closer on dating somebody, but his gestures are what brings it home. Yeah, man. Like yeah. you said, the two-minute date, the super date, the fucking... Um, I mean, you can even go as far as to say the butterfly tattoo. <laughs> I was holding oh, it together until you laughed. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that, oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, <laughs> so uh, we get back at the apartment. Lily and Marshall—they're still fighting. Yep. And everything that she's feeling is coming back up. Lily is—is she set? That that this is what she wants. No, she she needs to do this. Yeah, now she's like, well, you know, I'm, you know, I need mm-hmm. to do this. And Marshall's like, oh, so we go from you weren't gonna do this at all to now you need it. Yeah. 
and then yeah, because because it's a it's a huge difference from just a, a few what a few episodes ago where she's I mean Jack I mean really just the previous episode really um, because she's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through with this yeah and yet all of a sudden boom she is gonna do this and she needs to do it needs to do because it because I think deep down she already had made up her mind and she just didn't want to admit it to herself. And it got me thinking while, while I was prepping this episode um, in an earlier episode, like I had talked about before, you know, uh, Marshall makes that whole comment about Lily studying abroad in Paris and how it almost killed the relationship. So we know that she's already done this. She's already gone abroad. She's already studied far away from, from Marshall and so I don't buy her reasoning uh, that she says that she 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 comes up with this whole excuse that she she wants the opportunity to travel and, and study abroad. It's like, well, you you have traveled, yeah, you have studied abroad. I mean, shit, you went to fucking Paris. Like, yeah, you went to Paris. What the fuck is San Francisco going to give you? Right, you couldn't have gotten in Paris. And I understand it's been several years since that, but she makes it sound like she has done nothing. In the nine years well, that they've been together. But that's not true. It's weird, though, because at the same time, if you mirror this to the fight they have at the beginning of season nine, when Marshall takes the judgeship and she gets the... Yeah. They can go to Italy. Yeah. Like, there's the huge fight about it. And she's like, well, why do my dreams always have to get put on hold? Yeah. And it's like, first off, bitch, you walked out on an yeah. engagement. Yeah. You walked yeah. out a month before your wedding mm-hmm. to fucking run to San Francisco. Don't you even throw that in Marshall's face. Yeah. You and she had your moments and she's done it twice. Yeah. You know, she, she went to Paris for her dream. She went to San Francisco for her dream. And guess what? She's not, it, it didn't work out. No. And yet she's throwing that shit in his face. Yeah. It's like, so when does he get to live his dreams? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's, he's fucking been going straight through school. He's been working his ass off. He finally gets to be a fucking federal judge, though, and you're going to be like, oh, fuck you? Yeah. And she gets, and like, this is obviously because we're jumping into season nine, really, you know, but she gets her way again. Yeah. And they go to Italy. So she yeah. gets Paris. She gets San Francisco. She gets Italy. She gets all her dreams. Yeah. And Marshall, Marshall wanted this wedding doesn't happen. Marshall wanted to be a judge. Gets put on hold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all this stuff gets put on hold for him. And yet, she's making him feel like she gets nothing. Yep. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I'm, and I'm curious... I'll be curious if we get more examples of that throughout the show as we're going. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see um, how, how that all just kind of kind of shapes up. But... Uh, but yeah, this whole thing has just been an excuse for her to run away from like oh, the, yeah. the mounting pressures of marriage and everything. And and as as somebody who uh, went through through uh, their uh, you know their wife at the time doing that essentially deciding that they wanted to go back and have that life that they had before that they didn't really get to have uh, as much of. I get, I get Marshall's frustration and anger about it. Well, and that's, 
it's like I get <clears throat> I get why he gets frustrated too because like it's it's dropped on him last minute and like we said he's a very open guy like he gives her so much yeah absolutely and all Marshall ever wants in this show is for Lily to be happy yeah point blank yeah that's all he wants you know he just he wants a life with the woman that he loves and that's it yep uh, and during during this fight Marshall you know angrily just throws out well if you're you know. What's going to change in three months? Nothing's going to change in three months. You know, if you're having these feelings now, maybe we just shouldn't get married. And Lily's like, yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't. And that's where they pause. Yeah. They're, they're both like, what the fuck did we both just say? You know yeah. what I mean? And then like, they're they're both like, oh, we're, we're hungry. We yeah, should go get food. Yeah, let's go get and some like, food. I love Marshall. Red Lobster. Red Lobster. <laughs> because honestly, yep. this scene... Because like then they like they flash. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to take your your beat. Because they flash over to Red Lobster, and they show them eating. And Marshall's got like a fucking lobster, and he's like, "I dare you to say something about lobster and butter sauce." And as he's dunking it, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, he starts just fucking bawling." And then you know, like Lily's trying to like get him to to, to stop yeah, and all she's this. Like, There's no crying in Pause Land. And, like, yeah, and then, and then she, she starts, starts crying. Yeah, um, and so I found I was listening to the uh, to the commentary on this because there, there's a yeah. there's an audio commentary on this. Apparently, the whole reason why Red Lobster is used in this episode is because it was a sponsor. And they even like directly so like that this scene happens and it there's a commercial break. You can tell that there's a commercial cut. Yeah. Directly after that scene, the first commercial that thing that pops up was uh, brought to this program is brought to you by Red Lobster, and they show a Red Lobster commercial apparently. Nice. So yeah, the whole reason that they did Red Lobster, and they they actually brought in actual like real food, like nice. real lobster stuff for them to eat, was because it was a. It was a it was a big sponsor for the episode. What if they got cheddar biscuits? Hey, man, I would I would hope so. <laughs> if if they're gonna get it, get it all. You know what I mean? So I just thought that was a, a cool little tidbit. That is actually pretty badass. Uh, so then uh, we head back to the roof, and Ted is there. He's doing his rain dance, and uh, he finds out that Penelope has never actually seen a rain dance in person, only on a film strip. Yeah, uh, but I she has it. read extensively. What was that? She goes, because he's like, have you ever seen a real uh, rain dance? And she's like, well, I saw a film strip. He goes, well, I got to leave. I'm going to go have brain surgery done by a guy who's seen a couple of episodes of ER. Yeah. And I laughed <laughs> because here's my argument to this. They never show extensive surgery like a brain surgery on ER. Oh, okay. okay. From a guy who's watched all 15 seasons, yeah, yeah. I know this. Yeah, and recently, you know, it was it wasn't that long ago. It was like what last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah this time last year, I was I was binge watching fifteen seasons of ER. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's just it's Ted being frustrated and and oh, going yeah. instantly over to dick mode. Well, I mean, he has every reason to be like he he thinks this is his. And I get it. He, but he thinks this is his one big chance to win Robin over. He needs this. He's digging into that desperation mode, and he's giving it his all. And this girl's yeah. like, 
yeah, no, I've never actually seen a real one. And he's like, well, fuck you. Yeah, and he's pretty, like, pretty much. And then she leaves. Yeah. Because, like, you know, she's not needed at this point. And we never see her again. No, we do. Probably, nope. wait, do we? Oh, no, we do. She's at the yeah, end the, of the episode. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't even say it then. <laughs> Damn it. You're right. And I thought about that right as you said that, too. I'm like, oh, no. It's true. <laughs> uh, so then so then, goes back to it. Yep. Yep. He goes back to it. But then we get, we head back to the apartment. Uh, Lily and Marshall, they, they're wondering, like, how did we get to this point? And, and Lily, she just wants Marshall's support, but he can't because he's afraid that she won't come back, you know, and, which is understandable, you know, uh, with the way that she's feeling and the, and everything that she's saying. I mean, I probably would doubt that too, you know, that, yeah. that she would actually come back. And Lily says that she can't guarantee that that won't happen. And that's the problem. You know, it's like, he's afraid she won't come back, but she can't guarantee that she will. Yeah. And it's like, then obviously you are not in this. Right. You know, it's like, if you could say, I'm going to do this fellowship and yes, I will be back. You know, I love you. I want to be with you. I just need to do this. I think he could have gotten on board. Probably. Even after all the lies. I think he could have gotten on board. But she is so determined to not lock herself into anything that she's just allowing herself to throw everything away. Yeah. Yeah. And no, just, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to watch, which I, which I understand why you don't like watching this season because of that. I mean, you it know? just, I've, I've had my own personal heartbreak over shit very similar to this. And it's like, yeah. it's, I can't, it just, it hurts. It digs Maybe up what you need thing. to do is like cherry pick your episodes from season one. Ooh, like when you binge watch, just like, like watch only. Cause like we went through and we watched a lot of great episodes this season. Like, oh yeah, man, that's a great episode. And, uh, just, just watch those and then move on to season two. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to just rewatch, maybe I'll just do what most people are doing now and just listen to the bug. There you go. Gotta uh-huh. listen. Gotta listen, folks. Listen to us ramble on about it. Boom. Cause right now we're about to bank all of season one right here. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, but like I said, Lily can't guarantee it. And Marshall says that uh, they might as well break up if she can't because he doesn't want to wait three months to just to then just get his heart broken anyways. Yeah. You know, get his heart ripped out, he says. Uh, and right here, Lily calls a pause. And Marshall's like, no. no she's pause. like, pause. He's like, no, Why? And she's like, and she's, you know, she just screams pause and just leaps onto him and starts kissing him. And uh, Marshall has a great response. You know, this is a, yeah. this is a this great is a use great of the pause. <laughs> it's a, it, it was a great, it was a great, uh, it was a great line. Well, you know, uh, they had sex before they split. Like, oh yeah, man. Uh, even, even in the commentary, uh, the, the actors comment, they're like, yeah, man, breakup sex is the best. Ah. Which I thought was hilarious. All right. Uh, so back on the roof, Ted still doing the rain dance. Yep. Barney thinks he's stupid for it. Uh, but, you know, Ted, Ted, Ted believes, you know. He, he, he so desperately needs this to happen. 
I, I don't know what he would do with himself if it didn't happen, to be honest with you. He probably would have just, I don't know, he probably would have went into a really, like, depressive state. Yeah. I, Mosby's I, I, designs has failed depression. Mosby's designs has failed. Yeah, it would have been something like that. So uh, Ted proclaims that he's in love with Robin and that this has to work. Has he start, to work. Has to work. He, he starts yelling at the, the universe for it to rain. He's like, come on. Come on. Come on. And then lightning uh, and thunder just crack. And it pours. Pours. It just, like the sky just opens up. And uh, Barney's just like, oh, come on. He can't believe that this is happening, that it actually nope. worked. Which, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, now here's, uh, here's my thing. You ever done a rain dance? I have not. Oh, wait, no. I did one time. And I think it was like in high school. Did it work? I don't remember, to be totally honest with you. It was so long ago. But yeah, I do I do vaguely remember somebody having me do that way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope it worked. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, then we flash over to the bar. And Barney is sitting there. He's shocked, still shocked that it worked. And uh, he's sitting there with Penelope. And they, and they have a drink together. To essentially, you know, to to toast that it worked, and then they start making out. Oh yeah, like hardcore is, making out too. Yeah, and and she is never seen again. And why is that, John? Because she probably <laughs> fucking killed herself. That's true. I mean, she did sleep with Barney three times. <laughs> that that's also true. Uh, apparently, during the uh, the the audio commentary, I found out that apparently her and Neil are like best of friends. No, no shit. Yeah, and it was apparently really awkward for them to do that scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah, and then so uh, Ted takes a cab uh, over to Robin's house and stands outside in the rain, calling for her. Uh, they talk from her window. Uh, you know, he says that he you made gotta it come rain. Down here. Yeah. You gotta come down here. This, this whole scene kind of mirrors a bit of, of what we got in the pilot of him standing outside, yeah. her with her head out the window, the dog, and everything. Um, it's like they're they're bookending season one with that, which is cool. Um, they then, of course, do it again at the end of season nine yeah. as well. Uh, they bookended the, the whole series that way, but they they bookended season one with it uh, as well. Um, she she. Okay, so real quick, they pointed this out in the commentary. Uh, I didn't actually catch it until I watched it with the commentary. She has her head out the window, but she stays dry the entire time. Like, like uh, she has her head out the window. Yeah. Like, her hair and, and her clothes are, are dry. But then as soon as she comes in from the window, she is soaked. Soaking wet, yeah. Yeah, I thought was is, is so, like... I didn't catch it the two times I watched. I didn't. I just didn't notice it. I caught it the time I watched it, but I was like, "Well, maybe there was a deleted scene that showed like she got wet." But like, yeah, nope. The, just nope. Just not new to her. Because like she should have been wet. It makes sense that she would have been wet. Oh, she was wet. Oh, she was wet. Uh, and then so she comes. She comes in from the window. She's like, it looks like she's about to head off like to like her room or something, but she kind of glances at the, the blue flinch horn and it just hits her. She decides she's going to go down. But when she opens up the door, Ted is already there. He already couldn't, there. He couldn't wait. And they kiss and then they spend the night together. 
You know, they finally they finally hook up because they hadn't actually done it at this no. point. No, you know, it almost happened, uh, but then the whole thing with Victoria and the lie and everything happened, yep. and uh, they they were just finally becoming friends again. But he finally got to got to hit that shit. <laughs> Uh, and then when he gets home, uh, so he had a great night. Everything worked out for him. Yep. You know, he's, he's flying high. And then he gets home. It's still raining. And he gets out of the cab. And Marshall is sitting on the stoop in the rain. And he shows Ted Lily's engagement ring. And she's gone. There's no dialogue. It's all context. Uh, but she has left. And Ted and Marshall sit on the stoop at the end of the episode just sitting there in the rain and that, and that's how the, the show ends. That's how the season ends. Yep. And it's, and it was rough, man. It's, it, it tears you apart to see Marshall like that, you know, to it's, and it's like it, it, in universe, it's like, how, how is like, how does Ted handle this? You know, like, I mean, the he, way he, he just it. had like the most amazing thing happen to him. Yep. You know, and so he's flying high, but he, now he has to be there for his devastated best friend. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that's got to be gut-wrenching, you know? And it's not just that. It's like Lily was his close friend, too. You know yeah. what I mean? He didn't ju- – he says it later, like, in season two after she comes back. She didn't just leave Marshall. Like, I think Barney says it, but it, it applies to yeah. Ted as well. But, like, she didn't just leave Marshall. She left everybody. Everybody. You know, her best friend is Robin. She left her. You know what I mean? B- her and Barney are really close. I mean, sometimes you don't see it, but they are. Yeah. And her and Ted. And she she left. She didn't just leave Marshall. She leaves everybody. And it it hurts, you know? And so, uh, John, it is that time. I want to get your thoughts on this episode and the season overall. Season overall is a really great season. Um, I just, I can't, I've been through my own heartache and it's yeah. kind of rips that bandit. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's hard. You've, you've been there to help pick me up enough times, man, where, yeah. and I mean, it's been mutual because there's been a few times where I've gotten to help pick you up. Yeah. It does you up after some serious, I, I can think of two specifically, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's rough. It was a, I always hate the season finale. It's the worst one out of all of them. Um, it breaks my heart every time. But I like the season. It's a great first season. Uh, there's not many shows that get a first season like this. The only other one that ever really made my day watching the first season over and over was Scrubs. Oh, yeah. I just recently watched the first season. I'm like, this is Same. solid stuff. Same. Uh, and I went back to the last time. I went back to watch it just to see some of the stuff you were talking about with, like, Neil Flynn's character and stuff like that. But yeah, how <clears throat> about your mother, man? This show is a staple in what developed my my dating life, like my current dating life. Yeah, uh, it's allowed me to realize that sometimes being a Ted Mosby isn't a bad thing, but sometimes being a Barney Stinson always isn't a bad thing either. Yeah, but in in reality, we all want to be a Marshall Erickson, man. We want to find our our Lily. We want to find that person. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I loved the first season. And I forgot how much I really loved this show. So, doing this podcast with you is really 
re-solidified why I love How I Met Your Mother so much. Agreed, man. Agreed. I it's just it's been great to go go back and watch it with such a such a microscope. Yes. To, you know, to dive into the things and find things that I've I never saw before and make the connections that make the show even better. You know, like I mean, it, there's so great. many things I'm still looking forward to. Yeah. Uh especially season two brings one of my favorite moments. Yeah. And that's uh Let's go to the mall, everybody. Yeah, buddy. That's one of my favorite moments in the show. Like, Mm -hmm. I still sing that song and have it on multiple playing devices. Like, that song elevates me. It pumps me up, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, Um, I love it. (laughs) I love Slap Bet. Slap Bet comes back around so many different times. I mean, it's the same episode. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like the slap comes back. Oh, yeah. you know, so many times it creates such a, a cool point. little thing. I, I will I will say this in a code because I know you'll understand this. There's going to be a point to when we get to talking about the slap that I can bring out something I own because of the slap. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be. Yes. I, mean, I mean, it'll be a while, but yes, <laughs> it will. But it's still going to be here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I I can't wait for that. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, that is season one, episode 22. Come on. The season finale of how I met your mother. Which uh, you know what that means. Yeah. It is that time folks. Barney blog. Suit up bitches. Bitches. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> exactly it is, it is the season finale of Barney's blog. <laughs> you know it. Uh, and so this edition this entry into Barney's blog is called Waterbeds uh, Waterbeds Deathbed. <laughs> and yeah, and it was uh, written on Tuesday, May 16th of 2016 at 12:35 p.m. Uh, and so what this blog uh, is all about, he he talks about how he just uh, lo- essentially lost his waterbed. Oh um, man. Yeah, he's with he's with a woman and apparently, she punctured the mattress with her teeth. Oh shit! Yeah, and so I don't know if if you've ever been on a waterbed that has uh, been punctured. It's no, not, it's it's not pleasant. My aunt has, has I think she still has a waterbed. To be honest with you, um, but uh, she she had a waterbed, and I remember it it blew out one time, and just water went everywhere. I thought yeah. those things were supposed to be decently durable, though. Yeah, they they are supposed to be. But how the fuck do you puncture one with your teeth? Uh, that I, he, it's funny because what he says uh, specifically, he says, um, "Last week, when a feisty physical therapist punctured my mattress with her teeth." So it's like I don't know what she was doing, but uh, it definitely involved uh, the teeth. <laughs> uh, there, there's a funny. There's a funny thing here. It says. Uh, Untangling under the shower of my bed's final gasps, I removed my blindfold to discover I was weeping. Fortun- <laughs> fortunately, Tina's face was still wedged between the box spring and frame, saving me from further embarrassment. <laughs> like, okay, man. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she was doing that her face was wedged between the box spring and the frame. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, he goes on, he talks about, he's like, you know, I, I've broken hundreds of bed, hundreds of beds in my duty as a gentleman caller. 
uh, king beds, uh, bunk beds, trundle beds, even a Murphy bed. Uh, but through it all, the the Pequod, uh, apparently is what the name of his bed is, uh, held strong through the uh, encounter uh, after aerobatic, uh, this aerobatic encounter in my apartment, uh, sponging through the wreckage, it occurred to me that the best way, or that uh, this was my best and most regular sex partner, the bed was, always willing to try anything once, never complaining about the bunnies I'd bring home, no attempts to uh, at pillow talk. Uh, and so, you know, he, he decides he, he has to get a new bed. Uh, and so he says that uh, he's going to initiate a new bed search and he shares some special memories from uh, his time in the bed, in the water bed. <laughs> now, these uh, these memories, they're just like, it's like, it's like, here's like a, a name, a, you know, what he calls it. And then like some of them have like a short description. They don't go into a lot of detail. Uh, and there's one that has like zero detail, uh, technically two. They have zero detail, which I found uh, kind of funny. But uh, so I'm going to go through. There's 10 very special moments that he wants to share about his waterbed. Uh, the first one is uh, my almost four way. It says very technically uh, one was an animal, but numbers rarely lie. <laughs> I, I want to know more about some of these, man. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Uh, professional surfer chick. He just says, wow. Then he has one that's, uh, called just says the handstand and there's no explanation. That's all it is. The handstand. I mean, a handstand on a waterbed is pretty fucking impressive. That's true. Uh, St. Patty's day parade, 98, one day, six guests. (laughs) St. Patty's day parade, 2000, five guests. (laughs) All right. Uh, this next one, I want to know more about. I really do. Pogo Kate. <laughs> and it just says, enough said. I'm like, no, not enough said. <laughs> I want to know. Like, give me something here, man. What the hell? Uh, then <laughs> This one's funny. Sunday morning crosswords. Just kidding. It's And that's funny because that's a Ted thing. Yeah, Do, doing the Sunday morning, doing the crosswords thing. I, so I thought that was a, a fun little jab at, at Ted. Uh, bicycle bed it says affixing pedals to the ceiling. Genius. Uh, the Bolshevik Revolution, replacing the water with vodka and hooking up a straw. Oh Jesus Christ! And then uh, the hair dryer snafu, nearly electrocuting myself one evening with a cosmetologist. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, you got to be careful with that shit. And then he ends off the blog entry saying, I will miss you, Pequod, but you will not be forgotten. Your old headboard hangs from the wall as a memorial to our special times together and also as a shelf for handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, I don't remember if you said this. Uh, I think you said this off air uh, that you think that the first time we see his bed, it's a regular bed. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the first time we see his bed is it's when he sleeps with Robin. And, and he does that the would make, uh that would make sense that he just has a regular bed now. Yeah. You know? But I'm pretty I feel like later on in the series he gets another water bed. Cuz I feel like I remember seeing a water bed at some point 
in his apartment. I don't remember seeing one, but because I, I, I remember he has the normal bed. Yeah. Because Robin gets out of it and he does the click click for the the B peg yeah. save, and then he's got the Hobie gone. Yeah. Uh, patented pending. Yeah. Um, but I don't ever remember there being a water bed. Not it'll be, it, it'll be interesting if it pops back up because then I'll be like, "There's that water bed," because that would have meant that he decided he wanted to get another water bed. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah he, he he does not have one. He lost his poor water bed, Paquad. Sorry, sorry, Paquad. Rest in peace, Paquad. Have you have you ever slept or done anything on a water bed? Never done anything on a water bed, but I've definitely slept on a water bed. I have done stuff on a water bed. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will go as further to say I know you did shit with my cousin on a water bed. That's true. Many a time. <laughs> uh, I gotta say it's a. Uh, a good time if you get the, if you ever get the chance, I recommend it. I mean, I'm Give just gonna go. put this out there because you know what they say: no woman can resist the motion mm, of the ocean. Mm. There it is, up top. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, that about wraps up this episode and this season of uh, yeah. Last Call at McLaren's. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, we will be back. For we will. Two. We got a couple of fun surprises in store for season two. Oh yeah, keep keep an eye out, uh, especially for those of you who watch the podcast. Uh, there's going to be some some good stuff. I highly recommend checking out the video, uh, yes, so that you can see see what happens here. But yeah, uh, I mean, I got nothing else for him, John. What do you got? One last time for season one. You don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right. Catch in season two, mother lovers.